0: accepted the podcast. the podcast and i'm not theo
1: and i'm not juliet
0: and that's awesome um <laughs> how are you theo how's your week been you've been super busy as usual
1: it has been so busy and i know everybody is tired of like hearing about how busy uh, i have been moving because i am braggy Braggerstein, and it's like i'm moving and i'm so busy and look at me move yeah it's just it's crazy um Within two days, I will be surrounded by an ocean of cardboard boxes and unpacking. So
0: exciting. Yeah. So exciting.
1: Well, I love the new house. I love, it. I love the wonderful. new neighborhood. That's great. I'm um, kissing each stair goodbye. Every time I have to haul something downstairs, <laughs> I have this little mantra that I'm like, this is the last time I will ever have to haul anything this heavy downstairs. Mm. Of course it's a lie because I have a lot of heavy things to haul, but you know, it keeps me going. Um, and then the movers will show That's up tomorrow awesome. And they will be horrified by All the bullshit I have that has to be wrapped and packed
0: They will not, they've seen it all Believe me, believe me, they won't even blink at your house Your house is so nice and well organized And everything, they'll they'll just be like Oh this will be easy and then they'll be your best friends forever
1: And then they'll find out that they were wrong Because it's like, who has 72,000 <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas figurines And each one has to be wrapped And packed in alphabetical okay, well. order <laughs> And multiple oh copies of the same thing have to be put in order by serial number. Yeah,
0: but you're doing a lot of the work yourselves. Like you're taking, you're packing up your own plants and taking them with you, and you're packing oh, yeah. up other things and and uh, I forget Thanks what else. Thanks for I was sharing say. that one. Oh yeah, you you painted your house on your own and your new house. And Jesus, do you know how expensive painters expensive.
1: are? Oh yeah, you do. Um, I do you know just how expensive. Did a painters kitchen are. and a bathroom. Yeah.
0: Well, I got mine done cheap because I got them done by the dudes at the corner on the, at the paint store, <laughs> not literally. Wait a minute. <laughs> where you
1: just go outside and like, hey, what are you guys doing?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> but that's not how I did it. But I, I got it done at almost those prices uh, after getting a quote for $5,000 per room, which is insane. That is
1: insane. I'm sorry. I
0: just, they were like, that'll be $35,000. And I was like, that'll be <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I don't even know if I have seven rooms, but that was sort of what the quote was. So anyway, um, yeah, paint your own house, people.
1: Uh, totally. Save that money.
0: Yeah. yeah. Our cheaper. quote
1: was 5000 just for the whole house. And uh-huh. we had a little bit of a family debate because James was like, oh, it'll be 1000 to 1500 And I was like, wow. no, it'll be 2500 to 3000 And we were both wrong.
0: Yeah, you were.
1: Yeah. So we learned. Wow.
0: So you did it yourself, and it only took you like a day and a half. I can't believe it.
1: So we didn't do every room, and we didn't do every wall. We did uh-huh. some uh, accent walls and nice. stuff like that. And yeah, so you know, um, so that's all over. And honestly, well, I want I you to can't take wait. pictures and
0: put them on the on the Instagram so that everyone can see your accent wall colors.
1: There you <laughs> we'll go. We'll totally do that. Okay, I like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm another list I am of things ready. to put
0: on our to do list.
1: Well, and so, okay, so that's me. All I have to talk about is cardboard boxes and moving, and that's boring. What about you?
0: Um, I'm not moving, I, I don't have a dog that requires a lot of attention. Um, Lucky. I didn't just come back from Palm Springs, I, I've, I've got basically nothing going on. I'm trying to decide if I want to go down to San Luis Obispo for the weekend next weekend or not. Um, yeah, you I, do I kind of. Well, I did, but Brent can't go now because he's got to work, and uh, it's it would just be me and the dog, and I'd have to figure out, like, how to take food down there because it's not in an area where they deliver, like, a lot of food or, or anything from restaurants or from uh, Instacart or anything like that. So it just seems to me that it's becoming more of a headache than a than a fun time, so I might cancel and not go, but we'll see. Oh, my but God. I'm still planning on what?
1: That sounds so amazing to me. I would just love to get in the car and go somewhere for a couple of days with the dog. You just do want to like, finish packing. <laughs> hey, I'll do that instead.
0: You just went to Palm Springs and you went to Hawaii.
1: I know, but it doesn't count because I'm moving. And so there's all this stress <laughs> now, you know, yeah, that relieves prior stress. This is a new stress. Yeah.
0: So. Oh. but well, Other than that, the only thing I've been doing is working. So I've just been working my butt off. That's about it. I started running again. I think I told you that last time. Did I tell oh, yeah, you that last right. time? yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you So you I'm were... still doing it. I'm up to half a mile now. I think the last time we talked, Jesus. I was running a block. So now I'm running half a mile. And I'm starting to get shin splints, which is hilarious. Um... But I think it's the new shoes, which sucks because I bought these shoes because my other shoes were bricks, as you might recall. Um, And now I have new shoes that are are fabulous. They're not bricks, but I'm getting shin splints. So I might have to break down and go to the sports basement and actually, like, see some shoes in person (laughs) before I buy them.
1: (laughs) And or you could... um you could, what could you do? Like, you don't need to really go to an orthopedic surgeon to talk to them about like, I'm running and I'm getting, I
0: hope not. Well, I can go to a, to a running store and they'll analyze your stride and you know, they'll put you on video and you can watch the way you run and they'll look at that and give you the right kind of shoes that you need. I kind of know the kind of shoes that I need. I just need to try them on. So that's all.
1: Isn't it amazing how we get in our own way sometimes?
0: Oh, for real. So for real. (laughs) I'm glad the Every solution's
1: day. so easy.
0: It is, right? Except I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> it sounds like I'm mocking you. I'm not mocking you. I am with you in no, solidarity. I totally get it. I I totally get get it. it.
0: <laughs> so that's my exciting life, which is really less than exciting. But, you know, there's a pandemic on and we're kind of locked down, so we're okay. not going out to dinner or any of those things. It's like not that we really were before before not before the pandemic, but before this last lockdown. Anyway, Kathy Griffin. That's well, what we're doing today. There we go. <laughs> that's a nice segue for you. Um we're talking about Kathy Griffin this week. She, as you probably know, is a comedian and an actress and she has a bunch of comedy specials and albums. Um my understanding is that she got her start with the Growlings, who are an LA improv group in the early 1980s. Um and I remember her as having been around forever. And then I thought about it, and I realized that I was confusing her with Joan Rivers, who is actually oh, her mentor. So, good one. Yeah, Joan Rivers is her mentor, and, and they're really close. So I think there there are some similarities to their comedy. Um, And I think that's why I was confusing them. And uh, so it was not Kathy Griffin that I was thinking was around forever. It was Joan Rivers, who was around forever. Um, But Kathy Griffin went on in 2007 to win primetime Emmy Awards for her reality show, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. That's 2007 and 2008. And she was also the first female comedian to debut at the top of the Billboard Top Comedy Albums chart in 2008. And she won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album in 2014. So she is obviously famous and well respected in the comedy industry. I suspect Um, I'm not being in the comedy industry. I couldn't tell you how well respected she was, but she certainly won a bunch of awards. And she's said and done a lot of controversial things. And I think that's that's her humor is to do things like that and like things things as simple as swearing on primetime television, and as less simple as what we'll get into for the apology here in in a little bit. but she, one of an example of something she said that was a little controversial was when she accepted her 2007 Emmy Award. She said, Now, a lot of people come up here and thank Jesus for this award. I want you to know that no one had less to do with this award than Jesus. He didn't help me a bit. If it was up to him, Caesar Milan would be up here with that damn dog. So all I can say is, Suck it, Jesus. This award is my God now.
1: Uh, I've, it's funny even <laughs> when you say it. I love it. I mean, full disclosure, I am a Kathy Griffin fan. I will okay. watch her specials. I will go to her movies. I will, um, anything. I find her to yeah. be very funny and I don't care for pop culture too much. So like yeah. a lot of her references, I, I don't fully understand, but she, she presents her humor and her, which is, she uses storytelling. Right. So even though I don't really know like Kim Kardashian's house,
0: right? I
1: don't, I don't need to know that level of detail to still laugh right. along. Right. I see. So, uh, so yeah, so it's pop culture. It's you could arguably mean right, but it's mean.
0: I've never liked her. I mean, I thought she was just mean and harsh. So I, I may have to, I may have to check her out again because I didn't watch any of her comedy for this show because I, I tried to, and then I thought I just can't do it.
1: I, I totally, I can absolutely understand that. Um, I don't well and I'm derailing you. So we'll um no, we'll move No,
0: go. Ahead. Go okay. on, please. Continue. Well,
1: yeah, so I don't know why I love Kathy Griffin. So uh, I can say I love Kathy Griffin because she's funny and she's smart mm-hmm. and she's honest, right? But I don't yeah. like mean humor typically, and I would say that Kathy can get and I'll just call her Kathy. I'll call her Kathy.
0: Oh, your friend Kathy.
1: Yeah. Um can get away with it, not so much because she's self deprecating, although she is. It's yeah. more the the joke with Kathy Griffin is always she is on the bottom rung of the Hollywood ladder, right? She's well, got supposedly. like one yeah. finger uh, right, yeah. exactly. I mean she lives in a ten million dollar house that so she bought with cash. So she lives
0: next door to Kim Kardashian. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean she's good with money. Um and she's good with business. Yeah. But all that said, her her styling, her persona money. is uh-huh. that you know, she's this little hanger on. She's like taking jobs as an extra on a movie just so she can see some celebrities walking around, right? She's I like see. that big a celebrity hound. Um, and so even though she's saying mean things, you can kind of excuse it because the real joke is she wants to be those people and she never can be. She'll never be pretty I enough, see. she'll never be talented enough, she'll never but she can she's good enough to get close.
0: Right. 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 I, I read that one of the things that makes her comedy more um, relatable is that she's, she's like aiming up or whatever the phrase is.
1: Punching up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Punching up. Yes. Instead of punching down like a lot of, a lot of mean comedians do. <sighs> So um, so her comment about uh, the, the award being her God now lost her own appearance on the Hannah Montana show, which I'm sure... Oh, remember. no. <laughs> I know. Kel <Cal> Dimage. <laughs> and um, for various things, like for making negative comments or jokes about celebrities, she's been van- banned from The View, which she actually hosted for several months in 2007. And she was banned from the Apollo Theater for using profanity. She calls her style in-your-face comedy. And she calls herself a scrappy gal with a tell-it-like-it-is attitude, which seems pretty, pretty accurate. Um sure. she, she survived sexual abuse from her late brother and accused him in front of the family. And she credits her style to the idea of wanting to be sort of a whistleblower in my comedy and say things that you're sort of not supposed to say. I really credit comedy for saving my life because it's not just an outlet for me. I truly feel it's a healer and it's necessary. I feel compelled to do a sort of in-your-face style of comedy. Brutally honest, good, bad, or indifferent. So what would you say she's most famous for?
1: Such a great question. Um, Well, she is most famous for the photo. uh, Mm -hmm. And that, according to her good friend Jane Fonda, name dropping, uh, that will be on her tombstone.
0: Right. So tell us about the photo.
1: Okay. So... In 2017, Kathy Griffin was going through a little bit of a quiet period in her career. She didn't have any, um, any movie offers. She didn't have any Netflix offers. She didn't have anything really happening. And so, so you're implying
0: that she thought it was time to liven shit up?
1: Well, what she did was she hired a photographer... To come and yes. take some fun photos, fun snaps, uh-huh. right uh-huh. around the house, and you know, and uh, and sh- this is something that she does periodically. It's a PR move, but also yeah. she likes attention. So, yeah. and I understand that. Me too. So, yep. um, you know, she she did one where she went over to the Kardashians' house in a bikini, holding a broom, sweeping their front porch, right? <laughs> which is funny. It <laughs> <laughs> is funny. <laughs> you know, um, so, all right, cool. And the photographer, whose name I don't remember, said... Tyler Shields. Thank you. Said, um, hey, let's, let's do something that's a little uh, provocative. Let's do something that, you know, was bold and we'll make a statement. And so she sent her assistant out to a Halloween store to get some props, but look for some Trump stuff because she wanted to do something political and the yeah. assistant came back with a Donald Trump head mask. So, right, a very Friday the Thirteenth sort of Jason yeah. looking yeah. mask. You, you know, it's a whatever. It's like a foam rubber thing. You pull right over your head. So it was head size. It was big. And she, uh, they put that over a styrofoam head that usually holds wigs. I, didn't, I think mm. they have a name, but I don't remember the name right. And the head um,
0: model, I don't know.
1: Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wig stand, right? Sure. Human-shaped wig stand. Whatever, Theo. Who cares what it was, (laughs) right? They filled up the the fake head, and they threw ketchup and red dye on it, and she took a photo holding it up, and it created a lot of controversy within hours it had gone viral. Yeah,
0: Trump was president at the time.
1: Yes, Trump was president at the time. Um, and you know, I just for me, it's like a given that everybody, any listener anywhere in the world, will be familiar with this photo. Not maybe familiar with Kathy Griffin, but familiar right. with this photo of the redheaded woman holding up Donald Trump's uh, uh, head. Head, you know, bodyless yeah. head. I remember describing. I that. was
0: vaguely familiar with it. I don't remember very much about it, but I think I saw it at the time.
1: I thought it was genius. And I also thought that it was the worst thing she could have done. Right? Yeah, um, it's a. Be- uh, let me rephrase that. It's not beautiful, but it's a very uh, provocative and bold yeah. and artistic photo. Right? You could argue the
0: photographer like, is actually known for his provocative images. I don't know if you know much about him, no. but he once shot an image of a black man hanging a member of the KKK, and in twenty. Damn! When did he do that? Uh, I don't know, but in 2011, he collected blood from celebrities for use in his art and later threw it all over Lindsay Lohan and other performers. Shut up! Studio. He
1: threw blood on people? Right? I right. mean, it doesn't matter. sure, okay, the blood's like X amount of X amount is X old. It's three months old and so whatever's in it may have died.
0: I mean, was it really blood? I mean, who knows? But that's that's the story that he collected blood from celebrities and then drenched his studio and Lindsay Lohan and other people in it. But
1: well, it okay. And I mean and that feels real paint. extreme. But who um, knows? Okay. Hmm. So all right. I probably would enjoy going to an exhibition because I am already thinking about what does this mean when he does that? What's the what's yeah. the artistic statement, you know? Yeah. So cool. So so he does this, and now it yeah. gets a little, not dicey, but it's just a little of like, okay, maybe he did send it to Harvey Levin over at TMZ, because I believe TMZ is the I think
0: uh, he did. Release. I don't think it's any question.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that that I don't know. I just have that in my head, because as I said, I'm a Kathy Griffin fan, and I have seen yeah. her stand-up routine um, the, of her Laugh Your Head Off tour.
0: Oh Oh, oh, yeah
1: I paid money for that I I was like We're getting good seats for this Because I need her to like lean over and go Hey Theo oh my god I heard so much about you (laughs) (laughs) Of course. But yeah And so Harvey Levin is um, Pretty tight with Donald Trump And he is one of the what I would call Terrible queer um, Not a fan of Harvey Levin You've never heard of Harvey Levin? No who is he? You are so lucky. Um, He runs TMZ, but he used to do Uh, something like he was the weatherman on a local station in LA. Yeah. Really? He was a friend of um, someone that I know. And so I went to a party where Harvey Levin was at. But this was before TMZ. This was way, Uh way, 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 way before. This is when he was whatever the local thing was, right? Right. Because I remember just saying like, oh, there's that local... uh, blah, blah, blah guy. And it was a party of five people. And when I say party, I just mean like, uh, it was a going away party for somebody. And I showed up for about 10 minutes to say goodbye because I'd been invited. Uh Right. Um, and I either got there early or late. I don't know, but there weren't a lot of people there and I didn't talk to Harvey Levin at all.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Well, that's, that's your six degrees of separation or whatever the hell.
1: That's that's me showing how morally superior I am to Harvey Levin. So yeah, so not <laughs> so, you didn't
0: so talk to uh, him not a fan. I didn't talk famous. to him
1: then because I was nervous. Like, oh, he's famous. He's just gonna think I'm all like, oh my God, you're famous. Will you date me and then make me rich? So um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so all that aside, uh, since Harvey Levin is a fan, and I might even say operative for the Donald Trump, um,
0: oh yeah, okay. Cult,
1: Right. Uh Um, He made sure to get that out there. And of course, you know, it's a very striking, stirring image and um, everything went to shit straight then. And I will say that Harvey Levin, probably this is my opinion because I know he gets a little Sue happy. Um, But in my opinion, Harvey Levin was real glad to publish that particular photo.
0: Probably. Yeah. Well, so to take sort of half a step back, um, One of the reasons that they made this particular image was because, according to Kathy Griffin anyway, she had been mad at Trump for some stuff he said about um, the Fox News host, Megyn Kelly, after she had grilled him about his history of sexist comments and the First presidential debate in 2015, um, Trump had said after that, he said, you know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever, which is obnoxious as hell. Um, so uh, Griffin, did, Kathy Griffin didn't like that. So she sent, a, like you said, she sent a friend to get something Trumpy from like a Halloween store or a party type store. And then they came back with that mask that they covered in. Covered in blood, so there was blood coming from everywhere. Ketchup and red dye.
1: Yeah, but ketchup uh, and red dye. It, it, looked Thank like, you. it looked like it looked blood. like blood. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh... And, and this again. is actually,
0: this, let me tie this back to a theme uh, in, in art history. Ooh. So there's a historical background of women beheading men in art. And one of the most famous examples that you would know if you saw, and you may not think of it off the top of your head, but it's Tell Artemisia me. Gentileschi. No, mm. painting um, the biblical story of Judith beheading Holofernes. And if you saw it, you would recognize it. Um, I'm so sorry. Artist, Did
1: you say Jesus
0: beheading? Judith.
1: Oh, I was like, Jesus no. beheaded somebody?
0: How did I miss that? No, Judith. Um, so it's Judith from the book of Judith, which I don't think I think it's part of the Old Testament still, I'm not sure. The book of anymore. Judas? Judith, Judith. Oh, Judith. I'm sorry, I got yes. real
1: excited there because there is a book of Judas that was found um, that I think dates from the first century. And, yeah, you know, one of those apocryphal sort of yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's, we left that out of the Bible because we didn't know what to do with it.
0: Because we didn't like Judas. He was canceled.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just heard the elevator doors to hell ding open, Juliet. I think the doorman's beckoning you. Goodbye.
0: God. um but anyway um back to the back to Kathy this was not yet this was a, a recurring image um well from forever but uh, particularly in the 17th century with Lavinia Fontana and Artemisia Gentileschi for Gentileschi in particular this story uh, uh, she used herself as the model for Judith and she used uh, um, a man who raped her as the model for the guy she beheaded. Damn! Yeah so as I think it was the Cut magazine said the story allowed her to assert her empowerment through the metaphorical beheading of men with positions of political and sexual power over her. So I think this theme also shows up in some of Cindy Sherman's work. If we like Cindy Sherman, I think I like Cindy We'd Sherman. We love Cindy not Sherman. A, not a huge Cindy Sherman fan, but I am a Cindy Sherman fan. So there you go. Um, so that's the art history there, which I think is interesting. I don't know if if Tyler Shields had any thought about any of this when um, when he was doing the pictures. Well,
1: but, I mean, but it's an,
0: it gives us some interesting context.
1: Let, let me just say that when I saw the photo, the first thing I thought of was uh, um, Medusa the gorgon
0: uh-huh right uh-huh. and yep. so
1: um, you know the genders are flipped in mm-hmm. that but um, and I think Hillary Clinton said that it was a it was clearly a send-up of Medea um, who beheaded Jason um, Greek mythology and I forget like, I know they were married and they had kids and she killed the kids. It's a Greek tragedy, right? So, whatever it was. It's been a long that- time
0: since I took Latin and had to translate any of that shit from the Latin. So, I don't know.
1: Oh my, look at you. It's I read it in English and there were pictures.
0: <laughs> Obviously, you remember more of it than I do. Well, I just graduated
1: from college in 2017, and I took a course in mythology
0: I am it's a more recent the for you laziest
1: fucking person in the world. Let me take this course are, in something I love.
0: You are not even close to lazy. Watch, but anyway, I'm doing nothing right now. <laughs> you're podcasting. Shit. <laughs> So as a result of the inevitable backlash that Kathy Griffin received, um, she was threatened with conspiracy to assassinate the president. She was put on the no-fly list. Um, She had trouble finding a distributor for her new comedy special, which is the least of her problems. Um, The agency that represented her for television work had to shut down their switchboard because they were flooded with angry calls. She got dropped as a spokesperson from Squatty Potty. Um, Hey, that's a paycheck. Yeah, well, it sounded like a good paycheck. So go for it, Kathy Griffin. She was fired from the CNN New Year's Eve broadcast, and all of her upcoming tour dates were canceled. She had a whole tour set up with like 20 tour dates or something, and they were all canceled due to bomb threats, I understand. And she lost friends over it, including Anderson Cooper, and she and her family received death threats. So it was some serious backlash.
1: Oh, it was awful. And um, in her, so she produced a documentary called Kathy Griffin, A Hell of a Story, which goes through the whole experience. Uh, It's a three-hour docu-comedy, right? Um, And the first half of it, she and her husband just filmed themselves with their iPhones. And then the second half of it is from her Laugh Your Head Off um,
0: Uh stand-up
1: tour, tour, right? And um, it's very brutal. Um, She was more than put through the ringer her yes. sister was in the hospital dying of cancer and people yeah. were calling her, sister, her sister's
0: hospital bed,
1: hospital bed, making death threats to it's a terrible. woman who was terminal. Right. And they knew just that terrible. because she's in the fucking hospital. Right. Right. And everybody knew that her sister was dying of cancer because Kathy Griffin uh, had shaved her head in solidarity right. with her sister. Right. Right. Um, she mother- looks great with
0: a shaved head and yeah. short hair. I'm just saying. Yeah, she we're, did. We're <laughs> totally jealous. She to nothing.
1: <laughs> Great bone structure. Um, her mother also. Her mother, who was a Fox News fan, so her mother is a little right uh, wing. Um, uh. that watches Tucker Carlson, believes Tucker Carlson. So yeah. when uh, Tucker Carlson first accused Kathy Griffin of be belonging to ISIS, Kathy's mother called her and said, "Kathy, do you belong to ISIS?"
0: Oh my God.
1: Like, is it, does, is, is something happened that I'm unaware of as your mother? Oh my God. Right. Uh, well, How I mean, awful. she's a 90 some old year old. Well, she's passed away, but she was a 90-something-year-old woman. Um, yeah. So, okay with that. Um, but then her husband's family also received death threats. So, yeah. people weren't just coming after her, they were yeah. going after people I mean, who were knew, close basically. to her.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely despicable. There, it's like hate me all you want, but leave my fucking sister alone.
0: Yeah, seriously. Right. She didn't do anything. Exactly. She anything to do with it?
1: Maybe she'd even so, agree with you.
0: But it's obviously an attempt to terrorize Kathy, and it and it worked.
1: It totally worked. Uh, it more so than she, worked.
0: She initially defended the image as a work of art, but later took it down and apologized for it. And here's where the apology comes in. She said. Hey, everybody. It's me, Kathy Griffin. I sincerely apologize. I'm just now seeing the reaction of these images. I'm a comic. I cross the line. I move the line. Then I cross it. I went way too far. The image is too disturbing. I understand how it offends people. It wasn't funny. I get it. I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. I will continue. I ask your forgiveness. Taking down the image, going to ask the photographer to take down the image, and I beg for your forgiveness. I went too far. I made a mistake, and I was wrong." And her attorney said that she had never—that Kathy Griffin had never imagined uh, it being interpreted as a threat of violence against Trump, which I'm like, uh, sure. And, uh, okay, is there anything more we want to say about the apology at this point? Well,
1: I will say—I mean, I'll say this. It was very clearly a joke to me. She's a comedian, right? Sure. Um, It it was
0: not a threat, sure.
1: But at the same time, it— I could see where it would be very distasteful. And the I, I hate using terms like the left. I don't mind saying the right because I feel yeah, like there yeah. is a the right. But then yeah. the left, it's like, that's me. And you can't let <laughs> me in a group. So, um, so of course, you're going to expect some some backlash from the right. Of course sure. you are, right? Half the country is sure. going to hate me because whatever, right? But then when her, um, her friends, when fellow liberals were, oh, no, can't have anything to do with you. Um, she received a call from the the day that everything was blowing up around her. She got a call from uh, Cat Williams, the comedian, and he said, um, Kathy, listen, take a pen, take a piece of paper, and write down the name of everybody that calls you today to support you. And yeah. that will be a list of your friends and yeah, she that's received good advice. three phone calls that day. Wow. Every other call was from somebody saying, "Kathy, this is terrible. And listen, I know I can't we I invited you to dinner. You can't come to my house. I can't have oh, no. photos of you coming, right?" And so she lost a lot of friends over it. And one of the friends yeah. that she lost, I mean, she not only lost her gig at CNN um, yeah. with Anderson Cooper hosting New Year's Eve, which Let's all just take a moment and pause for the greatest ad lib joke of all time. Maybe it's not, maybe it wasn't ad lib, but I'd never heard it before. So uh, New Year's Eve, we're waiting for the countdown, right? It's like an hour before midnight. Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper, they're doing their buddy, buddy, cute pal thing. And I think this is still at the time when um, Anderson Cooper had not come out. And yeah. in his private life, he was, well, he was gay. He wasn't just gay yeah. in his private life.
0: <laughs> he was actually gay. Yeah, he was gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was a man in his private life, but no. So so he was gay, and his friends knew that he was gay. And it was wild speculation everywhere, but he'd never owned up to it. And he never really addressed it. So, And Kathy Griffin knew and had known for years, right? And kept that secret. And uh, she was a buddy, sidekick, his pal. And uh, some guy was heckling her from the crowd. Right? Yeah. And she turned to him and said, "Listen, buddy, I don't come down to your job and slap the dicks out of your mouth. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't. I just. Oh my god. And you know what? He shut up and he sucked a dick. No, I'm holy totally kidding about it.
0: What about Anderson Cooper?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So, so Anderson Cooper called her and was like. Kathy, listen, that was terrible and it was oh. it not good. And it just, and, uh, you know, we just, we can't anymore. Um,
0: yeah. you know, oh. we,
1: I can't be seen with you. Um, and, and I don't know. Right. And he basically never spoke to her. We he didn't basically, he never spoke to her again. Jeez. And actually I'm going to take that back. I don't think he called her. I think he sent her a text message, but you can see, uh, you'll hear all of this. This is not a commercial for Kathy Griffin's documentary, A Hell of a Story. Uh, But I would say if you're interested in this and you're like, what happened and why did it go on and who are these people? Please watch it because um, it will show you just exactly how close America came to having a living God in the White House. Right? Being Trump.
0: <laughs> um, Yikes.
1: Terrible. Because although the left was turning on her, right, and her friends were dropping her because, you know, yeah. not only super anti-American, but right. like, ooh. And I'm sorry. I'm not a Trump fan. It was a photo. It was fine. Maybe, maybe have not a celebrity holding the head up, but, right. you know, let's let's have a child in Afghanistan. I don't know. Why should I be giving people ideas? Um huh. But, all right, cool. Oh, no, that would be really bad if it was a child from Afghanistan. That's the whole Middle East thing, Um, which also played into this. So on one hand, you could say, oh, Kathy Griffin is left, and she was making a political statement. And so, all right, people were mad, fine. But the idea that the left latched onto to help explain why they were having the same reaction as the right was, well, uh, Daniel Pearl's uh, wife, Whose first name I forget. So apologies. I think Rita. He was uh-huh. the journalist who was beheaded, and yeah, yeah, yeah that film. Yeah. Really. So, uh, so it was. Think about what that will do to her to see his such family. an image, right? And yeah. his family and his friends. And you know, this it's not um, Medusa. Everybody is thinking ISIS with this, and so right. okay, all right, yeah, maybe. Right. I still say it's art. I still say it's an iconic image that will define the Trump presidency, right? It will always be in a book somewhere, Um, perhaps, maybe. Oh, good. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I know
0: it just didn't make that much of an impression on me, but then I'm notoriously unimpressionable, or whatever. So <laughs> well, I forget everything I see and think and know.
1: <laughs> well, and the right wing took this and ran with it, right? It because ran with it. Yeah. it did a couple of things. One, it fed a narrative of the left can't be trusted; they're as bad as ISIS. Look, yeah, look how they idolize yeah, ISIS, this. right? Sure. Um, and I think you know, I'll just say like that was essentially it. I could start theorizing, but. That really seemed to be the big thing. By the way, total aside, do you know that there's a rumor going around in the right-wing media that Antifa stands for anti-First Amendment?
0: Oh my God, that's so dumb. And people believe that, Jesus and so Christ. Kathy Griffin
1: is being accused of belonging to Antifa, and she will get emails from people uh, that say, "How dare you be against the First Amendment?" When she actually uh, yeah. is fighting She's... for First Amendment freedom right. of speech, I mean,
0: right? How do you ridiculous? But people can't are so dumb. Think for
1: everybody. People are so dumb.
0: They're truly, truly dumb. So uh, Kathy Griffin made that apology, but later, I think, first on Swedish television in November 2017, she took back her apology, and then she took it back again on The View telling The View hosts that the photo was her statement about Trump's yeah, Trump's misogyny, and she no longer felt that she had gone too far. It's important, she said. The First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason. So she's changed her mind. She's going to stand up for what she did. Um, she then went on a tour, um, which was a world tour, not... Not U.S. X U.S. Called Laugh Your Head Off, um, and then in 2019 released the special called A Hell of a Story about her experiences, which is the special that you've been talking about—the three-hour-long special that we should all watch. Um, and she sold out Carnegie Hall. So yes, she, and she
1: is the first and only um, solo female act to ever sell out Con- Carnegie Hall five times.
0: Wow, that's great! Good for her.
1: Um,
0: that's um, that's quite the comeback.
1: Well, I mean, it's a comeback, but then it's not because nobody in the industry will hire her. She cannot get anybody to sign her for a deal or really give her airtime. She'll be interviewed all day long. Yeah. But she cannot, um, she's not going to land anymore acting on
0: television. Probably not for a
1: little while yet. But I will say, um, and I know this from she called me last night to help me with my show prep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I heard a podcast and. She explained that she's taken her career in her own hands now, so she no longer has a manager. Oh, wow. Her agents dropped her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, know if gosh. she was with CAA or whatever, but, I mean, she was with a name. I mean, like, it wasn't yeah. Marty Shloman in the back alley yeah, yeah. with the payphone, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just, just awful. Like, work dried right up. So everything that she's doing, she is doing under her own agency now. All her own. It doesn't hand, seem like
0: an, she needs anyone else. I mean, she's doing really well, right?
1: She's, I mean, financially, she's doing really well. Um, but she, it's not the finance that she needs. It's the, I don't want to say adulation, but I think uh-huh. she'd be the first one to say it's the, ad, the adulation. Um, and so, the, you know, it's it's a comeback, But it's a, it's a comeback that she's orchestrating herself without any behind the scenes help. So there's no, I mean, maybe there's a PR company working with her behind the scenes, but I don't think there is. She doesn't, she says it's all, it's all on her own. Um, So her film is currently being played in theaters finally. And, um, uh, but she's not getting any of those cuts. Right, and it's she's doing it just for the exposure. So she's not making money wow. on the on any of the showings. She's just happy that it's out there. How can it be
0: if she's doing it all on her own? How is she not making? I any money? I don't
1: know. That's all. That's all that okay. she said was that it. it's uh, it's out in theaters worldwide, and not every theater, not everywhere, but you you yeah. can get into a real theater to see it. Uh, but she's not making any money off of it. Now, for her not huh. making any money off of that might be she's only making three thousand dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or she's making zero. Um, Yeah. But I think uh, this story will illustrate um, exactly the type of person slash performer that she is when it comes to needing audience. uh, I see. Needing attention. So when she was in L.A., she was working as um, a co-star on a sitcom called Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. Yes. And that show ended and she had some money she had a house but she didn't have any work and Mm -hmm. nobody was calling her and she was calling she's not shy calling and knocking on doors and pitching ideas and trying 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 and nothing right so after i think it was about after a year of this Mm -hmm. she called up the comedy store and said what's your slowest worst night and they said wednesdays at 10 p.m and she said great i'll take it and so she went to the comedy store every Wednesday at 10 PM and would do a live stand-up set. And she promised the audience, it will always be a different show every Wednesday. And she built a following off of her Wednesday shows at the comedy yeah. store. And yeah. then that helped her a couple of, and then it gets into the whole stupid, typical Hollywood story thing, right? So this is the formula for everybody. And then a couple of producers came to her show because they heard some buzz and they saw her and they thought, Well, you're kind of fun. It'd be fun to follow you around with a camera and see what your life is really like, because that's sort of what your comedy routine is about, your life. And so that's how she ended up with, um, was it MTV? It was like Kathy Griffin, uh, The Reality, or it was one of the first reality shows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that uh, moved over to Bravo and became My Life on the D-List, and that's when her career really took off. So um, she didn't get on to Suddenly Susan until she was 35 years old. So, so fame came rather late for her. And all of this has come uh, even because there was a long quiet period, I guess is what I'm saying. But she was definitely yes. the type of person who would go knock on a door and say, I will perform at your birthday party if you promise me there'll be 10 kids there.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's a hard worker.
1: Hard worker um, and and what and not afraid to get her hands dirty. I guess. Yeah. You know when it comes to work, and also, um, I don't want to say humble, but like she gets it. You know. Hey, nobody's hiring me. I better go make this happen.
0: Right. So it's interesting then though that she does not is not sorry for what she did even though it lost her all this attention and all this um fame um and she even on her 60th birthday which was November 2020 November 4th um which was really close to election night she reposted the picture of herself with the decapitated Trump head
1: Oh I didn't and realize that
0: She did And she tweeted, it's not just that Trump corrupted the election exactly the way he said he would, post office, etc. It's that 66 million plus of my fellow Americans happily voted for racism, sexism, QAnon, insanity, pandemic denial, kids in cages, voter suppression, church over state, climate disaster. And this time, though, most responses to the repost of the photo were positive, according to the article that I read.
1: Oh, I promise you, 10 years from now, everyone's going to be like, oh, I love Kathy Griffin and I'm a big supporter and you you know, Anderson Cooper will, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows what he'll
0: Yeah. They'll be best friends again. Who knows?
1: I, I mean, maybe yes. And maybe no. Um, here I go. I'm, I'm making things up now, but this is based yeah, on no. a comment that, uh, that Kathy Griffin made. So she said something about Brooke Shields and they used to be really friendly. Cause I mean, they were co-stars together on a show. Yeah. Um, and they, they knew each other and, Kathy Griffin was very excited to be working with a celebrity like Brooke Shields because she Mm -hmm. really is a celebrity hound. I love celebrities, Mm -hmm. right? So cool. And um, whatever it was that she said hurt Brooke Shields' feelings. And so Brooke said, "Mm, not so much, Kathy. Bye. Kathy Griffin says, I still love Brooke Shields. I understand why she doesn't want to speak with me and why she's angry with me. But that doesn't change the fact that I still love her. But, yeah, I was a horrible person. I said a horrible thing. And I just Mm -hmm. love that kind of ownership of, of, you know, your own bullshit. Um, I see. But that's me. I see.
0: So... She was really hard hit by this whole thing, the, the which is surprising to me that she took back the apology, because she was so hard hit that around the time that this Trump thing happened, she became addicted to pain medication. And actually, in June 2020, she tried to kill herself with prescription pills. Um, she said about this, she said, to be told by people in my own industry, it's over. Leave the country for five years. You've shamed our industry. On and on and on. It definitely got to me. And so I got to the point where I kind of agreed, like, maybe it's time for me to go. And I've had a great life. I just thought, I'll just take a bunch of pills and I'll just go to sleep. Suicide became almost an obsessive thought. I started really convincing myself it was a good decision, she said. Terrible. That's hard.
1: That's, I mean, yeah, it, it is. And how much of that was the situation and how much of that was the addiction and how much of it was a combination of the two. I mean, it was yeah. all of it, I'm sure. Um, and I'm, you know, I will say that Kathy Griffin has always presented herself as sober. Yes. Right. Her parents She never drank, right. She never drank her parents. Um, she will say quite freely were Irish alcoholics or yeah. Irish as we just like to say. Right. Um, and so she was always afraid that if she tried alcohol, that she would end up becoming an alcoholic immediately that it ran in her family. Uh, and the prescription pain pills, and Ambien kind yeah. of uh, crept up on her. I, I, right. I would say. It, I mean, she said uh, she in said. a very roundabout way that it crept up on her, but it was definitely exacerbated by all the Trump stuff.
0: Yeah, which is really unfortunate, and it it just leaves me wondering what her real opinion is. I guess because she she was so upset. That all this happened to her, that she went on pills, but she took back the apology at the same time. So I don't know. I guess maybe it's it seems sort of inconsistent, but maybe it's not really inconsistent. I mean, you can you can want to be famous and still have some standards. <laughs> so, <I'm
1: sure>. <laughs> <laughs> you can still be human, probably. Um, <laughs> you know, so so interesting question, right? Because she made the apology, and at the time, I thought oh you shouldn't have apologized for it yeah and i mean not like this and the apology that that i saw was she was crying her yeah. her makeup was running uh it was very not to criticize but let me say that if i had been her pr agent i would have said honey we're going to do this apology like 5 or 10 times yeah and then we're going to
0: then we'll go like, out really
1: and do, it. do it. Right. And we're gonna yeah. take a couple of days because yes, you should be sad, but this hysteria isn't it's just gonna help people realize. Oh no, let me rephrase that because I don't mean to help people realize, but it's going to affirm for people that their opinions were valid. Because mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'm mad at her and she knows it and she really fucked yeah, up because look how much she's crying. Out. Right. She's right. hysterical with, with sorrow. Um and then the taking it back again, also um, insincere. Like I don't know. So she's probably not sorry for hating Donald Trump. She may sure. be sorry for not having the, for for the consequences that came out yes, of, out of exactly. releasing the photo. Right. That, that's that's what, that's what she's really sorry about.
0: That's what and, I think too. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's yeah. not. Oh, I have. And I mean, maybe sorry that like she. She became so toxic that even people like Anderson Cooper couldn't be associated with her.
0: Sad, but yes. Well, the good news is that she's currently sober, and she's actually right now recovering from surgery to treat lung cancer. So she has had lung cancer. They removed part of her lung, one of her lungs, and now, right now, I guess she's recovering um, she said, the irony is not lost on me that a little over a year ago, all I wanted to do was die. And now all I want to do is live.
1: Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, here we go. What do we say to that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so good it... luck, Kathy Griffin. I may not like you very much, but I wish you the best. Um, Kathy, as far I as... love
1: you and I fully support you and I will <laughs> force Juliet to worship you. It will take time.
0: I will agree to watch some of her comedy, but that's as far as I'll go uh, at this point. Um, As far as her apology, I'm going to rate it a zero. I get the feeling she'd apologize again if she thought it'd be good for her career. Her defense of her actions doesn't have anything to do with her standing up for herself or what she believes in, except to the extent that she believes in whatever is good for her. Ooh, okay, zero. Maybe I'm a little harsh, but I give it a zero.
1: No, 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 that's all right. It's... it's it's your it opinion. was a terrible
0: apology. It wasn't even an apology. It, she didn't. I don't. It, she didn't even mean it. So as far as apologies go, bleh, zero.
1: <laughs> okay, that's that is very fair. I'm gonna give it an eleven. <laughs> oh, whoa! Of <laughs> <laughs> one thousand, Julia. She's getting a thousand.
0: Crap! Amazing. She's
1: getting the gold star of apologies.
0: <laughs> the best rating of any apology the ever. Best,
1: best, best of everything. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to side with you, but because I love her so much, I'm going to give her a point 0.5. So oh my gosh, half of a one for those half people who are bad at math. It's half of a one
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a half. Um, yeah. I mean, from anybody else, I would say like, oh, it's just shit apology. And like, clearly you don't even mean it. And you know, shouldn't have happened. And also, yeah. comedians should never apologize. Hi, you never apologize for your work.
0: Yeah, right. I you would just think tell people so. they're
1: too stupid to understand you.
0: <laughs> I mean, part of comedy is saying things that aren't true. So, what are you apologizing for? I don't know. But if, if she had meant her apology, um, it would have not been a bad apology. It would probably been a seven or eight because she said she sincerely apologized. She understands how it affected people. Um, She made a lot of mistakes. She asked for forgiveness. She was going to take the image down. Um, It was all, you know, pretty, pretty complete as far as apologies go, except for the fact that she just obviously didn't mean it. So that's why she gets a zero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's the rules of the show and we have to abide by um, the physics of the universe that we created. So the,
0: the law of the apology.
1: The law yes. of the apo- oh, I like that.
0: The law <laughs> of the apology.
1: So yes, and sometimes uh, somebody that you admire or love or respect, or you just you vibe with. Hi, Ginty. Yeah, Gen Z, fuck up. Um, will apologize, and sometimes you know you don't have to accept it, but you can still love them and vibe with them. You know. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, very, very insincere. It's unfortunate right. that I mean the so while I might say like, oh, bad apology and all that, given what happened to her, um, in terms of the uh Department of Justice investigating her under oath,
0: yeah.
1: um, the money that it has cost her in attorneys yes, fees. Tons of
0: money. Yeah.
1: Uh that she was up for um what was it? She, uh well, I mean, you know, conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States carries right. a lifetime sentence. Oh, yeah, this is my big yeah. my big point, right? So, which I would have forgotten to make. So I'm glad that here we I'm are. glad you remembered it. Yes, I'm glad I remembered it, because it, it is scary, and it does show what can happen in authoritarian systems. And so uh, Kathy Griffin was never a fan of Donald Trump, and she'd known him for, like, 30 years, because... Mm-hmm. Her uh, show, My Life on the D List, was um, affiliated with NBC. So she, uh, as was Donald Trump's The Apprentice. Yeah. So yeah. they not only had run-ins, but like he hired her to roast him at his golf club.
0: Wow! Right, I didn't know that with
1: Liza Minnelli.
0: Oh my god! Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. Liza Minnelli. What, you performed. mean Barbra Streisand? The, uh, well, um, it was one <laughs> of the three. Now, I'm just going to say Liza Minnelli. You
0: know, the I know what you mean. Other day,
1: we were watching a movie. And I forget what it was, um, but uh, it was Halston. We were watching Halston. It was not oh, a movie, okay. to a yeah. series, right? It's all right, yeah. it's all right. And um, and he's really good friends with Liza Minnelli, or he was really good friends with Liza Minnelli, right? And we're watching it, and I'm watching in and out and the actress who's playing Liza Minnelli is really good because she's not doing yeah. an imitation. And so uh-huh. I was like, I've been making fun of Liza Minnelli all this time just for the hell of it, but she's actually really cool. Like I'd want her to be my friend. I, I love her, yeah, right? Yeah. And so uh one of the scenes, Halston gets his phone call mm-hmm. and he breaks down sobbing. <laughs> He's in hysterical tears, right? Aww. And I turned to James and I said, Oh no, Liza Minnelli must have died. And he said, She's still alive. <laughs>
0: What are we talking oh about? I don't <laughs> um, know. Okay. So Donald Marcus Trump and Liza
1: Minnelli and Kathy Griffin was like, I have to go to this thing because what a golden opportunity. How much mockery, right? Um, she's been alone with him a couple of times in green rooms for more than uh-huh. an hour, right? She will yeah. tell you that he's dumb as a brick. Um And I mean, Britney
0: Spears' dumb, she said.
1: Yeah. So she hated him well before the political thing ever happened, right? Right. But he was kind of just this joke, sort of like, and no New Yorker ever took him real seriously or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he got elected to the office. And so she was making noise about what a horrible, stupid person he was even then. And um,
0: that's good. I like her better now.
1: He didn't like her. And he personally had the Department of Justice treat Mm -hmm. this as a crime. So here she is facing sure life in prison for yeah. conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States, right? Yeah. And um that's... I mean, he
0: hates women and, and he's he uh, there oh. have been male comedians who have said worse things than she said I think about about Trump and and uh, who was it that said god I don't remember who it was that said it's about time for an assassination
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I forget who that was. It was a male comedian. And then I think David Cross has said a bunch of things that were really bad about Trump. And Trump didn't go after any of them. He went after um, Kathy Griffin.
1: Yeah. And so there's something about she's the only private citizen in the history of the United States um, to have been investigated by two federal agencies Um, And this just goes to show that that Trump was definitely I mean, no big fucking surprise. And I don't like talking about the man. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. But um, he was using the the United States government to hurt people who hurt his little baby feelings. Yeah. And had she gone to jail, nobody. Would ever have criticized the motherfucker ever again?
0: Yeah, right, yeah. for fear of the
1: same thing happening to them. Oh yeah, and so thank God, uh, thank God. we had some this people in this country that didn't have their heads rammed so far up his ass that they couldn't breathe. Yeah. I, it just yeah. it, all of us makes me so mad, right? Yeah, makes me so mad. What she did was super distasteful, um, ill thought out, right? Yes, beautiful. Keep going back to beautiful image. I don't mean beautiful because it's beheaded or bloody. It's a, it's a bold, striking you know, yeah, it's, image, it's et cetera. And somebody, yeah. a nondescript person holding that head, you know, like, oh, that's art. Right? Um, right. And then the photographer gets all the heat because, hi, he didn't get any of the heat at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. I wondered about that too. I mean, you know, you don't even really hear his name in any it of It was his the guy, idea. Right. It was amazing. It's just amazing. Of course, he's a man, so... There you go. Well, you yeah, you, you guys, can't
1: blame him. <laughs> you can't you blame him, Juliet, but I can. <laughs> oh, I can. I'm gay, so I can only blame half. I, yeah, how do you half blame somebody?
0: Well, was he a gay man or a straight man? We have to know that first before we know whether you can blame him.
1: Oh, let's just make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> He's so who's pan. sorry now, you? Oh, what a great question, Juliet, because I have a great who's sorry now. Um, oh, I don't have two that one would just be a story it involves photography but no I'll save that one maybe okay. um so the one I'm gonna go with for real is no, get a lie right um <laughs> I am sorry now and I am sorry to my friend Jody and okay. we used to play pranks on each other and uh. they it escalated it started mm-hmm. to get a little a little rough. Right? Yeah. But we're both like big people. We can deal with it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, one close to Halloween, but not quite Halloween, uh-huh. I drove over to her house when she wasn't home and uh-huh. I put a pumpkin on her front step. Uh-huh. And then I sh- I stabbed it with a butcher knife Ooh. that I left inside or I left in the pumpkin.
0: Ooh. And then uh-huh. I
1: taped a note to it.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. And the note just said, you. Oh my God. <laughs> I still can't breathe. <laughs> oh, it's the
1: funniest, funniest, funniest. And so, um, Jody came home from work as a school oh, teacher. No. Oh, I shouldn't be giving all this away, but that's it's totally fine. Um, and uh, saw it. I don't know. It says a lot about Jody. She didn't know who did it. <laughs>
0: well, how, how does she not recognize your handwriting? And especially if you've been there's playing three pranks on
1: her all Y O U.
0: I would recognize your handwriting.
1: You would totally. I know. You wouldn't even like. Oh, I'd there's a pumpkin with a knife who this in it. Is. Theo's here.
0: <laughs> who of these many, many, my many fans have left this for me?
1: So um, yeah. So my apology to Jody is, <laughs> I am sorry. I thought it was funny. I Still do, um, but I can appreciate that she didn't really know who did it, and it made her very nervous for Aww. a bit. And that oh, must oh. have been scary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god poor thing <laughs>
1: but um we did the de- it cr- did de-escalate not so much after that because of that I forget what she did to get yeah. me back but I'm sure it was really good um, yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> and and yeah yeah so I I am sorry uh, I did learn from uh, my experience with Jody not to prank people and I wasn't like, oh, you're famous for pranking. It, that wasn't it at all, right? It's just I yeah. found somebody who appreciated that kind of humor. And I was uh-huh. like, this is great. Let's see what she's going to do next.
0: And um,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'll say I won that prank war. Yeah. But maybe she did. Who knows? But anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was like Kathy Griffin. It was ill thought out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
1: I apologize. Although I still kind of think it was funny.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I, I agree with your assessment of it. It was a little over the top, but it was funny. Yes. So, yeah, it was. It so. was
1: funny. That's all that counts.
0: <laughs> she should have known it was you. I mean, that's all. a hot second, it. right? So, I mean, her point anyway. back to me
1: could have been all like, "Oh my god, I stayed up all night long crying because I just didn't know who could be so mean." <laughs>
0: maybe so my who's sorry now is similar to yours in that it involves something that will be showing up on your doorstep today
1: uh oh but Uh-oh.
0: Um, my sorry is that it is such a pathetic gift <laughs> Oh my God. So I sent you a tiny tiny housewarming gift. Oh and you're it's, so sweet you didn't have to do that. No, it's fine. It's just gonna clutter up your house and take up space. It's tiny so it won't take up a whole lot of space. but which it's house get did it you away. send it to? So, the new one.
1: Thank God it's something I don't have to move. I love you forever. <laughs>
0: Right. So anyway, so you can throw it away if you want to just look at it and then throw okay, it away. I'll just
1: <laughs> step on it before I even open the package. Like, I heard it go. means nothing. <laughs> no, but I will tell you that that bee's going to have a home on the front porch.
0: Awesome. You have a door now. That's yeah, so exciting. It doesn't
1: have a knocker on it, but um, there's places I can put it.
0: Awesome. But then I'm I afraid totally somebody, somebody might that. steal
1: it because it is such an awesome bee.
0: Um, maybe you should put up a gate. There's a gate. Oh, good. Okay. I think you're fine then.
1: It sounds super fancy. It's not. It's a really rusted (laughs) gate that, you know.
0: I'm totally excited to see what your house looks like after you've moved in and put everything together and put the beat up and all of that. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm totally excited for you and you'll have a yard for your dog and your dog is totally excited even though he doesn't know. Fucking wait. Oh my God.
1: God. He's already been over there a couple of times and like getting used to the yard and, um, it is heaven just to open the door and be like, "Okay, you go outside and play, and Do I'll see you until you start barking in five minutes."
0: <laughs> Yay! You're gonna be l- lovely. Anyway, that's it. Um, I think we're done. Are we done?
1: I think we're done. I mean, I always wanted to call say it. more, but
0: <laughs> we'll know. save it for next week.
1: Okay. Selfishly right. hoard my my words.
0: Your words for next time,
1: or who are my words as I am doing now?
0: <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye,
0: bye, guys.